What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Choice is Yours. I'm AJ. I'm here with my boy Tyrell. What's up? What's up? I want to touch on a few things that I had noticed. I work in, um, I no longer do mortgages, but I do advertising now. So since I've started doing advertising, a lot of my clients have been realtors and people in home services. Um, And one thing that I noticed with the realtors um, that's pretty much been prevalent these past few months is that they've been asking me to highlight pretty much leases and rentals, which was pretty odd because back when I was doing mortgages, a lot of realtors did not want to touch a lease or didn't want to work with a um, a client that may not be able to purchase at the time, but um, was looking to do maybe a long-term rental or rent to own. So um, I know Tyrell, that's kind of like your bread and butter and you've been doing this for a while. So I wanted, you know, to give you an opportunity to explain, you know, some things to look for. Maybe you may have like some ideas or um, a few pointers or something for that client who thought they were, you know, ready to purchase a home. And it may not be the time just because of the market and the interest rates, but what they can do instead and how like maybe they can set up like a, a really nice um, lease to own option or something like that. So why don't you why don't you let us know how that works? Yeah, for sure. I think being in a rental uh, is not a bad thing with this current inventory and what's really going on kind of in our nation and like owning a rental. I think some people kind of look down on you a little bit, which is crazy because, you know, <laughs> we're providing housing, right? And that's right. something because the, the, the government rewards us for doing that, you know, by, you know, tax code and stuff like that. But yeah. that that's another deep dive. But, you know, making the decision to rent is, is a business decision, right? Like yeah. You want, you want to live in a place that you desire, that you like, that you feel comfortable in. Um, and you do that until, you know, you decide if you, you do want to buy, right? Some people make that decision not to buy. Uh, but just, just to keep things simple in the current market we have, uh, you know, there's low inventory. So there's, you know, there's um, not that many opportunities than normal for someone to purchase a home. And that mm-hmm. and that's from top to bottom, from people that are first time home buyers uh, to people that are ready to upgrade to, to a luxury home or a bigger home. You know, those options are not there uh, as they would be in a normal market. But uh, I think we're in a, a rare situation where, uh, from what I can remember, and then maybe it might go back to the 70s and then maybe the Great Depression. Right now, you know, I've ran the numbers on a few of our rentals uh, and most of them in desirable areas because you have to be honest with yourself. You can't just be like, hey, I, I would like to live here. But um, if I had to live here, then, yeah, it would be cheaper. But, you know, I've ran the numbers and in our desirable neighborhoods uh, and our desirable rentals, you know, right now it's cheaper for you to rent than to own, which is rare. Right. Because a lot (laughs) of people's arguments, uh, you know, for your financial advisors, probably your lenders, probably your friends, your family members, especially your realtors. The realtors want that transaction. Is yeah, they ask the lenders? You know, they want that transaction yeah. too. <laughs> You're thinking, you know, the, the biggest thing right now, the, the biggest thing that that was that's probably been said over the last two or three years is you're paying 100% interest, right? Everybody's like, yeah. interest, right? Everybody's like, well, you're paying 100% interest when you rent, right? But that's really not true because I've ran even our new construction rentals that we that we build to rent, which is the build to rent model. Um, you know, that the same three bedroom, two bath house that rents for 1700 right? If we went off the appraisal and we listed it for the appraisal amount on the open market, 
that same mortgage, the mortgage with the current interest rates um, with 20% down would be 1900 And that's just the mortgage. That's not including your, your insurance, insurance, your taxes yeah. and money that you should put aside, you know, for maintenance, which, you know, as, as a landlord and real estate investor, you know, I, I account all that whenever I buy a rental, right? Can I pay my mortgage, insurance, taxes? Can I do maintenance, put money waste? Uh, put money to the side for maintenance and also like capex like anything big that happens like a water heater bus yeah or or you know hvac goes out you know i have means to some money where i'm not taking the full hit for that at that one time like i put money yeah. aside where it might pay for all of it or it might pay for most of it and that just you know that just gives me you know safety net but you know just going back to where right now i feel like it's it's you know it's 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 cheaper to rent right now, and a lot of people are now realizing that. Um, even when you know people that are renting right now and like you know I like to buy a house and they get a hundred dollar rent increase, you know they go shop around and they they realize that they're still paying you know you know they're, they're still paying lower than the market rent because if they move out they're paying seventeen hundred. If they move out, then we know when we give them a hundred dollar rent increase to 1800 we know that we can go find another tenant for 2000 and then when they go see their same place for 2000 and they just see that we rent we raised their rent from 17 to 1800 they're like well no we're staying and then we're like cool <laughs> like, it, you know it works out both sides right helps you know because you know investors landlords you know our costs are going up too right so yeah got, in, you know, taxes are going up properties around your your rental or your, um, your rental properties is transacting you know and it's going up especially from where you pay it at you know then the tax assessor is gonna be like hey you know this we, we think your property's worth this now and then when they say that and then they everybody has like a certain tax rate for each neighborhood and you just do that tax rate times whatever the, the local tax assessor says they think your property's worth and that boom that's your new property tax bill and then when you get a new property tax bill then that adds to your monthly cost because if you're doing it right you should split your um, property tax bill within 12 months that way you're not just paying it all at once and, and, and taking that big hit and that's just from a realtor's perspective uh, a real a real estate and investor perspective and, you know and i'm part of a property management company where we manage over a thousand rentals mostly a single family homes we don't have a lot of apartment complexes you know and then we're doing the model we've been doing it for the last three to five years was this it's called BTR now. It's got a little abbreviation, but it's called build to rent, which is really popular for people who have great income, have great credit. They just haven't found a way to come up with some kind of down payment. Not, they couldn't even come up to find a way to come up with, you know, the three, the typical 3%, right? Four to 5%. Yeah. Um, and then they like, hey, you know, I want to live in this area. I want to live in, in a home and in something nice, something newer. You know, I'm I, right now, I just for whatever reason, I can't buy right now, but I can still afford to live in this this desirable neighborhood, this desirable place and this desirable setup, which is, you know, a newer home and a newer neighborhood that's brand new. And they're able to be the first tenant as if they were buying a brand a new construction home. Right. So they get that same feeling uh, without owning it, and but they're renting it. So so when they rent it, it gives them more options and then it gives, gives them more options to decide in the future kind of what they want to do and and also gives them uh, you know a feel of what they really want do they do they want to live in a new neighborhood or do they want to live in an established neighborhood and, and fix up a house in an established neighborhood or they do they like being you know the first ones in a home where they know everything's new and has some type of warranty other than you purchasing a home warranty so i know you've uh you've been on both ends um of being a renter uh, a homeowner 
Um, and then if you throw in you being the lender where you have those type of conversations with people that are going from renting and then they're like, well, you know, I feel like I'm in a good situation. And then they come to you to get pre-approved to so that they can buy that home. And I know there's probably been certain situations where they didn't get a pre-approval amount, you know, that they needed to to go after that desirable home and desirable neighborhood. And then they have to make the decision to rent. So like what, what, what are some typical conversations um, that you have? I know you really can't give advice, but you can kind of yeah. lay everything out for people so that they can make their own decision. And this is what this podcast is for really is, you know, we're giving you all the information that we found and our opinion of it, professional opinion. And then it's up to you to do more research uh, and, and and make your own choice because at the end of the day, um, no matter what's going on, you know, the choice is yours. You mentioned, and I'll break it down like this. So when I was lending, the last thing you want to do is talk about like maybe renting or doing stopping the process and maybe doing um, lease to own or rent to own or just renting something because your lender is going to see if like they can pretty much tell if they can get you qualified, if you'll be qualified or not Mm -hmm. um, through the pre-qualification process. But if you just have like a cold feed or maybe something's not working or you don't think the the numbers will work, you probably want to make that decision without trying to include your lender or your realtor um, because they may sway you to, you know, continue to push forward. Um, a lot of things that I would tell people, especially about the home buying process, is that there is a lot of sticker shock. You know, our eyes sometimes get larger than our pockets. So we may have our eyes on that $500,000 home when we could possibly maybe stretching it only a four, 430. If you're looking to be in a neighborhood and you're not there yet, or you don't have the money, you know what I mean? The down payment or the interest, if you have the money and the interest rates are just too high, go ahead and rent. You can always find a short-term rental for like six months. If you want to continue to do that, you could do that every six months. It's going to be costly to do a six-month lease. Um, And I know, Tyrell, you can speak more to that, but um, that's something temporary you can do. Renting, and I would hear it all the time, the misconception about renting is that if you're renting, you're, you're, you're not doing that well. Well, that's not true. Because people rent for multiple reasons. People buy for multiple reasons. And some people that can buy probably shouldn't be purchasing because they're not ready for that. Um, I know you mentioned having like money set aside for maintenance even after you purchase the home. But then like your warranties and then like, you know, security, like adding cameras or, you know, alarm systems and cable and everything that goes into it. There's multiple costs that go into being a homeowner. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it may be better to rent first to see what it's like paying those bills separately on your own. Um, of course, you won't be paying uh, you won't be paying taxes, but you would be paying like your renter's insurance, of course, right? So like those things. And then when you're renting a home, of course, you're going to want to have an alarm because correct me if I'm wrong, Tyrell, but you guys don't supply security, right? No, right. We do not. So that's an added cost. So if you if if you're if the person you're you know, renting from or leasing from is not providing any type of security. So maybe that's another thing you want to add to it. So these things, and of course, like Tyrell said, it's cheaper to rent now than it was maybe two years ago or maybe a year ago. Um, But if you're looking at renting, you definitely want to keep those things in mind because those are the things that aren't included in your rent or your lease. Um, like security. So this will set you up into like the journey and the pathway of becoming a homeowner. Um, but don't allow it to discourage you because your home is not there or you're not in the right financial situation to make a purchase. I, I would say the economy is 
every which way right now. So a lot of people that may have been in a, a great situation last year or the year prior may not be in the same situation now. I remember doing a loan for a guy. I was telling him about locking the rate and making sure it's locked in before we move forward because I don't want him to lose um, out on the rate and the rates were going up. And he didn't. What ended up happening was not only did the rate go up, but what he qualified for um, was less. So, you know, he was discouraged at that point. And I, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to make a move when you have the opportunity. But you also have to be wise enough to know that if it's not feasible in the future for you to make that move, then you may want to go back and and think about other options. So I, I would never discourage anybody for renting. I think it's, uh, it's a great tool. Um, sometimes renting becomes permanent, which, you know, that's that's your choice. You know, considering being a homeowner and then renting, having to go to that, don't let that discourage you. Um, because a lot of people do it. They just don't talk about their journey. Would you say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people don't just talk about how they got to where they were, right? Yeah. Um, they just like, hey, this is where I'm at. No, they really don't share. Nobody wants to understand, you know, how they got to where they're at and where mm-hmm. they, they want to go. They just hear where they're at. But yeah, um, that process is, you know, like I said, it's discouraging. And then on top of that, if you don't hear a lot of people talking about they started off renting, you're going to look at it and be like, I don't want to rent. I, I should be able to afford this home. I want to go ahead. And, so you can get frustrated. And uh, but that is there I want to ask you, too, is there anything that people should look for? You know, when they're because like we rented an apartment. So renting apartment complexes like with a, a large property management company is different from actually renting a home and like renting from a private um, a private landlord. So can you like give like as a landlord giving advice to a consumer or a, a renter? Um, what would you tell them to look for when they are approaching this and they want to they may have found the home that they like and want to rent? What are some of the things they should look for, like maintenance or terms, different things like that? Yeah, for sure. You're talking about if they're if they're renting, what should they look yeah. for? Yeah, what should they look for? If they're looking to sign their next rental, next rental lease or, or contract, what should they what should they be looking for when they're making that move? When they're making that move, it just depends on where they're at. But I say 90% of the time when you're renting, you know, the landlord is responsible for, you know, all the living condition uh, stuff like water heater, HVAC, all that stuff. So you just want to make sure and ask those questions. Be like, look, you know, if my refrigerator goes out, you know, and I contact you, you know, what happens? Who's responsible? And those are just questions you have when you're viewing the place, um, you know, and you almost need to do like a interview with the management company or that landlord because they're, they're going to be interviewing you too and see if you're qualified and you just need to interview the landlord, the property maintenance company, see if that place or their system or how they deal with tenants, you know, meet your qualification. So you just want to make sure that you know the correct rent and how long is that rent going to be? Is it going to be for 12 months or is it going to be for six months? You know, can it change? Because I've talked to some people where, you know, the rent can change based on the demand. And it, even though you're locked into a lease, the, the you know, the, the lease can, the lease and the, the rent can change. You need to figure out Who's responsible for the utilities? Because uh, most of the time, uh, it's you, it's the tenant's responsibility to cover all the utilities, but not in all cases. If you live in like an older apartment complex that's been renovated and everything's on one meter, which is one water meter, one electric meter, it might be included in the rent. Or the, the landlord might be doing a rub system is where they'll 
take the utility bill, um, they'll they'll divide that by how many people are in the apartment building, and then you'll be paying per person that's on your lease in your apartment complex. Because uh, once the landlord divides the utility bill by how many people in the building, the person that's a that's in the one bedroom or person that's only only one person in each unit isn't going to pay less than someone who's in another unit that has three people in it. Okay. So you got, you got to be just mindful of stuff like that. Ask questions. Just make sure that you have all the questions that you need answered. Um, and then you just go from there. And then you just want to, you want to look at multiple places. You want to look at at least two or three places. Um, and then maybe try to look at places that are, that are in the same area, but not, you know, different neighborhoods. That way you can just get a different vibe and different feel uh, for different areas uh, or different neighborhoods in a certain, you know, place that you, that you want to um, uh, live at. And also you want to see if that property management or landlord, you know, reports uh, your rents to the credit bureaus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times if you're trying to be a homeowner, you're trying to purchase a home, you would, you want that, right? Yep. Um, and then if if you're not doing the right things, you don't want that because it's going to hurt you. So you got to be, <laughs> yeah. and then you got you got to be honest with yourself. Like, is there going to be times where I'm going to be late four or five times out? You know, out of, out of a lease. Do, you know, do I want it? Do I want that reported? Or you be like, hey, I've you know, every everywhere I've been, I've had my rent on time, paid it early. You know, I want to take that next step. Um, to actually owning a home, let me look for people that report, you know, the rent payments to the credit bureaus. That way I'm getting credit just showing other than the lease showing with the credit bureaus that, you know, my housing payment is reported with my landlord and property management company and I'm making it on time. So you just want to ask all those questions and then just pick the best place and don't say, hey, this is the place I want to live right now, but it doesn't have to be the place that you have to live forever. So you also, you also got to uh, keep those uh, things in mind. Okay. I, I mean, that's pretty smooth. I, you know, like I said, I was curious. I had been seeing um, a lot of the realtors that I've been working with lately have been asking me to make sure I highlight um, that they're, you know, working with leases and, and renters and, and just people who may not be ready to purchase, figuring out different options for them. Um, I thought that was interesting. So I, I know different states vary um, as far as like what realtors that can actually do with leases and renters. But um, I just thought that was something I was like, okay, so I know you do a lot of rent or rentals, short term leases, uh, short term rentals, uh, maybe professional rentals as well. I'm not sure. Do you touch those too? Do you do the professional? um, I really don't do uh, nightly rentals, which is like the Airbnb model. I do uh, medium term. Okay. I guess I guess that abbreviation is MTR, medium term rentals, which is a lot of times when you're in that situation, these are people that are going to a certain city, town, area uh, for one to six months at a time. And that mm-hmm. that's their career. And then these are corporate people. These are or corporate professionals. How you want to say it? Yeah. Uh, you got healthcare professionals, traveling, I'm just say call traveling RNs, and then they yep. get contracts, right? Most of their contracts yep. are three months. A lot of times they'll stay for another contract. And then a lot of your corporate people or professionals they do one to three month contracts or projects, right? Whatever project they're working on. And these are people that don't want to, you know, live, don't want to stay in a hotel because there are extended stay hotels, but, you know, having a home is is different, right? So yeah. they choose to rent a bedroom, right? Or they'll choose to rent, you know, a two bedroom townhouse and then 
just like you brought up kind of what I have going on, the, the latest venture I got into was medium term rentals, which I bought a six bedroom house right behind the hospital, main hospital here in Lexington. And it's about five minute ride or 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 however you want to ride a bike or car to the two other. There's two other main hospitals. So within five five minutes of traveling, uh, you can get to three main hospitals in Lexington. You're about seven mm. minutes from downtown Lexington. And these people are just renting the bedroom. They're sharing the living room, they're sharing kitchen, laundry room. And then there's also another den, we call it like an office room where you have tables and desks and stuff like that, where they, if they want to do know, And these people, they rent it out for, you know, eleven to $1,300 a month, just the bedroom, right? And I'm like, why are people doing this? And so I did a little more research and I figured out why, you know, been successful in that uh, and why that house is successful is that. You know, those extended stay hotels, they're paying eighteen to two thousand dollars a month. So we're still still eight we're still eight hundred dollars cheaper than extended stay hotel. And then if you if you just stay like in a regular hotel, you know that Oh, they're taxing you. Yeah, that could be nothing. You could be paying twenty five hundred you could be paying like twenty five hundred dollars a month, right? Um so (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give up some I'm I'm gonna give up, you know, having my own space, but I'm also you know, giving in to, you know, being away from home, but feeling like I am at home, which I have this whole bedroom to my house. I have access to a kitchen. I have access to a living room. And really it's uh, the location too, right? Because yeah. some of those hotels, you know, they can't get that close to um, the hospitals, right? But there's always homes around hospitals. So that makes it a great choice too, is the, the loc- you know, the home is close to the to the hospital too. Uh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, uh, like I said, I just wanted to keep it short and pretty much just go over what people may be running into when they're trying to, you know, figure out what's the best option for them for sure. um, and what they should be asking. You know, if you want to tell us where we can find some of your vacancies, if there's anyone out there looking to maybe rent, um, we got a good landlord right here. <laughs> but yeah, if you sure. want to uh, just let, let the people know where they can find you and where they can find the properties um, and how to reach you. Yeah, for sure. If you just Google Tyrell Hayden, you'll see uh, Google my business page, which will go to my website um, that I have, which is scproperties.co. Uh, and a lot of times they'll click the Facebook link and it'll, it'll kind of tell you everything that that I'm doing in real estate. And a lot of times I post my vacancies on my Facebook you know, business page. I really don't post that much on my personal page, but you know, really you can go to the local MLS uh, which is Lexington, which is Bluegrass Realtors, which really covers Central Kentucky. You can search my name, um, and then you'll see the, all the available rentals I have. Um, if you want to see all the available rentals that the property uh, management company has that I'm with, which is Lexington Rental Homes, you can just go to LexingtonRentalHomes.com, and that will just show you all the properties that we have available and a lot of times, the, those properties will be available in Lexington, Georgetown, Nicholasville, uh, and Richmond. So we're really in those four cities, mainly Lexington. I say ninety percent of our portfolio of rentals available is in Lexington. Okay, All right. We appreciate that. And once again, guys, this is uh, this is our professional opinions. Um, you know, if you ever want to do some more research, the choice is yours. Like Tyrell mentioned earlier. But for the most part, um, that's it. That's what I wanted to touch. I know Tyrell touched on a lot of great points, but um, if you can't think of anything else, you can find me at A.E. Jones uh, on Instagram. 
I don't really share my Facebook like that. But um, if you ever want to reach out, have any questions about the process um, or the home buying process, I'll be happy to help you. Um, Tyrell, where can they find you besides your your Facebook? Yeah, other than my Facebook, uh, which you just on you know, Facebook, you just say, you just type in Tyrell Hayden. You know, a lot of times it'll come up Tyrell Hayden Bluegrass uh, Property Exchange. That's the brokerage I'm with. But if you want to go directly to my website, uh, it's SE Properties. Uh, dot co that way you can you can send me a message uh from the website it'll go straight to my email um and a lot of times like i said this if you really just want easy access to me you just google my name uh and there's probably two or three different ways uh you can get in contact with me but like i mentioned before main two ways is um through facebook my facebook business page um, and uh, the website that is scproperties.co. Perfect. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out next episode. Peace. Yes, sir. See y'all soon.